It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter, Brian Hoke. Brian, uh, the Yankees got a little bit of bad news uh, here recently uh, regarding Jacoby Ellsbury. It, it, at this point, it doesn't sound like it's anything too severe, but I think if you cover ball long enough, you know that obliques tend to be really tricky. What are they saying about Ellsbury right now? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you know, I, the red flag went up in my mind when Girardi said it was mild, mild, mild oblique strain. And um, thinking back, and as you said, one of the other favorite Girardiisms is that obliques can be tricky. And, you know, you've seen it time and time again. Uh, it could be a week for Ellsbury, but you know that any kind of small movement could set that back even more. So, this is kind of a similar situation to what happened last year with Ellsbury. It, it wasn't an oblique, but late in camp, he suffered an injury. I believe it was to his calf. Um, did not play in another exhibition game, but then eventually turned out to be ready for opening day. So I think that that's probably the best-case scenario that the Yankees are looking at here. Uh, it's possible that maybe he doesn't play in another exhibition game, but as he proved last year, uh, maybe you don't need to play in those last two weeks of games. He can get on the field for opening day and, and be ready to go. So I think that right now with the Yankees, you're looking toward April 6th for Ellsbury. Uh, maybe you can get him in some games April 4 or 5. You work out there. But uh, really with, with an oblique injury, the most important thing to do right now is rest it. Uh, they've already said that he's going to be down for seven days without baseball activities. And then you, you're working back up, and you know how they like to go with things step by step. So I, I think that right now I wouldn't rule him out for opening day, but if you've got spring training tickets for March 27, you're probably not going to see Jacoby Ellsbury. What, uh, what's the, the plan B in the meantime? Who gets those at-bats? Who maybe gets an opportunity to show something that, that maybe they wouldn't have gotten previously? Yeah, you know, one of the guys who has been in camp is Ramon Flores. They're talking about him a lot. Uh, you know, the Yankees believe that he could be a fourth outfielder in the big leagues right now if they had a need for it. Uh, they they had, they re-signed Chris Young to a contract, and Young's probably going to be on the roster. But this is going to give an opportunity to a bunch of guys. Girardi even said that he might take a look at Jose Perella in center field. Uh, you know, in the worst-case scenario, you can always move Brett Gardner from left field over to center field. And, Gardner's kind of a true center fielder anyway with his plus range. So I, I don't worry about if Ellsbury was not active. I, I don't think you'd be seeing balls drop in and, you know, uh, guys not able to track down balls in center field because Gardner can do it and Chris Young can do it. Um, so I, I think they're covered there. Uh, but, yeah, I think certain guys who are kind of on the bubble here, like Flores, like I talked about, and Perella, who's trying to make the team's utility man, uh, they could get some added reps as a result of this injury. On the uh, on the pitching side, uh, guys are, are coming along, it seems. Uh, CC Sabathia made his, his first start, and the results weren't great, but uh, it, it seemed like that's, I mean, he's been doing this long enough. He's not going to worry about two innings in, in March, but uh, is everything coming along pretty well with Sabathia as he moves forward? 
Yeah, so far so good. And, you know, I feel like that's the case with a lot of the pitchers. You're, you're saying that a lot with Tanaka, for example. But uh, in Sabathia's case, the fact that he's able to go out there and, and throw at a decent velocity, you look, you're never going to see 97-mile-an-hour CC again. That guy is gone. Um, and you're in the back nine of this contract here. Uh, CC's goal right now is to be a competent big league starter, I think, uh, and to take the ball regularly every fifth day and, and go out there and give his team innings and starts. I, I don't think anybody has any illusions about CC winning another Cy Young award uh, or winning 20 games. I, I'm sure CC would love to, but uh, I think that at this point you're looking for an innings eater, uh, middle of rotation guy. That, that's probably what he is. He's a leader in the clubhouse, and if he can take the ball every fifth day and give – solid outings, handing off to that dominant bullpen. I mean, that's one of the big reasons that you've seen the Yankees load up on bullpen arms. They're, they're trying to replicate what Kansas City did last year. So I think it, it lowers the demand on what you need from a guy like Sabathia. Merely, if he, if he can give you five or six good innings during the season sometime in June or July, then you hand it off to the bullpen and get those final outs, or the final nine, maybe even 12 outs from the bullpen, uh, the Yankees can make that work. So I think that's the formula you're looking for with Sabathia right now. If I'm doing the math right, it looks like he should probably get three more starts this spring, maybe three in a, in a sim game or a, 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 an exhibition or something in addition to, to three Grapefruit League starts. Does he sort of progress more or less normally from here, three or four next time out, four or five time after that, or is there anything kind of funky about where he, how he goes forward from here? As long as the knee holds up, I, I think that that's what you can look at. You can look at adding an inning or, and 15 to 20 pitches every single outing and uh, you know, the Yankees have been pretty clear about the fact that they, they came in with Sabathia a little bit on a delayed program. Uh, he didn't take the ball until recently, but uh, I think that they, they think there's going to be plenty of time for him to be ready for opening day. Whether or not he starts on opening day, that remains to be seen. You know, He's done it every single year since he's been a Yankee. Uh, this could be the year where you can make a legitimate case that maybe it should not be him on opening day. Maybe he is not the ace of the staff anymore. Maybe Tanaka is the best pitcher on the staff. Hey, you could even make a case that Michael Pineda takes the opening day start. But I, I think that's, that's premature at this point. Um, really, the, the goal is to have him ready and on the active roster and in the rotation on April 6th. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, as you were just sort of cautioning against, but it also seems like it might even be an opportunity, as I sort of hinted at, um, right around then, get him a sim game, get him one more uh, – one more get-ready rep and then have him start at the end of the first week. Is that something that might make some sense for them? It might make sense. I think everything's kind of flexible right now. Uh, you know, you're, you're almost waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh, Girardi said that he's not sitting on the edge of the dugout bench every time a guy like Tanaka takes the ball, for example. But uh, he said it would be a long season if he did that. But I, I think you, you need to wait and see how this is all going to play out. Um, you've got a lot of variables here. So, to plot it out here in the middle of March and say this is absolutely how it's going to be in April, it, a lot can change between now and then. So I think uh, you're, you're trying to get these all these guys to the wire when the when the bell rings and have them healthy and, and ready to go. And look, you already saw that Chris Capiano went down and everybody was penciling him in as the fifth starter. Um, things can happen. Weird, funky things can happen. You know, a guy can uh, break the cover first base and suddenly you don't see him until May or June. So uh, it, I think you just wait and see how it, how it plays out. But as of right now, all systems go for the Yankees, uh, other than Capuano, in the rotation, and uh, they'll they'll continue going on with that. Andrew Bailey just uh, recently made his his Grapefruit League debut and his first time pitching in anger in an awfully long time. Uh, this is a guy who was a, a 
very good reliever not all that long ago. What do they think they have in him? Is he a guy that they think might be kind of a pleasant surprise? They they hope so. Uh, and believe it or not, he's he's probably the only guy in this uh, in that bullpen with a lot of closing experience. So uh, I I think that he's going to be a week or two behind the other guys. He just got into a game now, so you're not really looking to him for April 6 to be in that bullpen. He'll probably begin the year at Scranton, but uh, that that's a big step up after after last year for him. He spent the whole year down here in Tampa on the backfields and was rehabbing and almost got into minor league games, but then had a setback. So. Uh, I think that this is a deal where the Yankees were looking at him. If he provided some kind of benefit in 2014, that would have been great, but they're really looking at it for 15. And I, I think that Bailey is a guy who you could see in the Bronx at some point. Uh, he had a lot of success. He was an all-star with the A's. Uh, he fits well with the Red Sox, then the injury came on. I, I think that you're looking at him as a guy who can come up and not necessarily be the closer. They have that covered with uh, Dylan Batances and Andrew Miller, but if you can have a guy with that kind of experience come into the bullpen and handle big outs in the sixth or seventh innings and maybe even the eighth, why not? So I think that, uh, as I said before, one of the things the Yankees have made a conscious effort to is to load up and replicate or try to what Kansas City did last year. They know that offense is down around the league. Uh, pitching is the king. Pitching is king. Pitching is key. Uh, so they think that if they can get five, six good innings out of their starters and hand it off to the bullpen, they can win a lot of games. You mentioned uh, the, the Capuano injury and that kind of opening a door. Um, the, the couple of guys have, have at least put up very good numbers who might be contending for that. Uh, Esmil Rogers, who is a really interesting guy, who's been very good at times and very bad at times, uh, and Adam Warren, uh, both, you know, again, uh, scouting the stats is just the worst thing you can do, and I'm looking at a stat line from a few hundred miles away, but the numbers look good on those guys. Uh, is there a favorite? Are those guys both impressing? Where does that kind of stand right now? Well, they're both impressing. Uh, the Yankees have talked a lot about Rodgers. Uh, in Rodgers' case, uh, they, they have him working with pitching coach Larry Rothschild. He's cleaned up his mechanics a little bit. They, they think the delivery is crisper. And one thing that Joe Girardi keeps going back to is that Rodgers is a converted position player. So if you're looking at his development and looking at the numbers and some of the wildness there, you can come up with an excuse and say that he's still trying to iron things out and trying to figure things out. I mean, uh, they've loved the arm for a long time. Obviously, the numbers in Toronto last year were not good. Uh, he, he was a waiver claim. He pitched a little bit for the Yankees in the second half uh, and was kind of a swingman role. I think it, he made one start for them, but was mostly out of the bullpen. Um, I, I think that with Rodgers, you're, you're betting on the stuff. He, he's got the live arm. Uh, he could pitch out of the bullpen, but they want to see if he can be a rotation guy for them. Uh, they're tantalized by guys with big stuff like that and strikeout ability. In Warren's case, he would like to start. Um, I think if you ask most guys in the bullpen, they would love to have the opportunity to start. But with Warren, it may kind of work against him that he was able to have success. Um, all but one of his months in the bullpen last year were very good for the Yankees. So uh, they, they know he could do it. They know that they could shuttle him back to the bullpen if they had to. Um, he's an option there to be their fifth starter, uh, pitch out of the back end of that rotation. But they know that – if they did wind up putting him in the bullpen, they would get competent results and good outs from him. All right. Well, Ryan Oak, thanks, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is now available. Watch over 250 spring training games and every regular season game live or on demand in true HD. 
MLB.TV Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription, allowing you to watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices every night on every device. Visit MLB.TV for details. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.